It's good to be with you again. It's Barry from Turning the Page. And this week's post blog, whatever you're doing, <laughs> whether you're listening to it or watching it, it's about the old comparatonitis. It's about peacemaking. Peacemaking with yourself. And it's something I've I always have to do, make peace with myself, my limitations, my what I can do and I can't do in this human body. <clears throat> you like that? Yeah, you have to try and make peace with yourself. Ah, oh, you push yourself too much and you crash. You don't do enough and you feel stink. Or you do something wrong, you feel stink. But anyway, that's... <laughs> A random intro to this post I wrote last week. But it, for someone I know, they always seem to be striving. They're wanting this and that. And they just couldn't make peace with the fact that they weren't meant to be Superman or Wonder Woman. <laughs> they really wanted to be someone else. They wanted something else. Uh, and, you know, the whole world's economy panders to this, this lust this obsession to be someone else, or to do something else, or be better, stronger, whatever. And I think the most dangerous disease in the world is not COVID, it's actually comparisonitis. I'll say that again, comparisonitis. And if it doesn't kill you, it will certainly drain the life out of you. It's contagious and affects everyone I know, yet... We continue to compare ourselves to to others. And I was just reading the passage of scripture, um, which I'm going to write about this week, about Elijah and how he compared himself to his ancestors of old, no better than them. <clears throat> you know, and we look at others and make judgments on like a thousand different aspects. And you have made some judgments about me. And that's okay. Um, I have made peace with myself. I'm making peace with myself. That I'm not someone else. And I don't want to be someone else. I want to be fully me. Fully me. Fully Barry Pearman. Fully what God was always intending to be. To be me to be. Um, what would that look like, I wonder? Is there still work to do? Yes, of course. Uh, and this comparatonitis disease is ancient and really old. <laughs> I've got to ask you a question. Are you comfortable with you? Uh, Jesus said these words, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. What comes to mind when you think of the word peacemaker? You know, when I was a child, um, it was Henry Kissinger who brokered deals between you know, uh, in Palestine, you know, and I used to think a peacemaker was some politician or someone who'd fly off to the war zones <coughs> and broker peace deals, and then they'd come back and get Nobel Peace Awards and prizes and all sorts of acclaim. But now I think the, the greatest peacemakers are the ones who have grown to accept themselves. There is like no longer a war going on inside themselves to be someone else. They've also given up the battle to change others. Boy, it's hard to do, isn't it? I really want certain people to change. But I can't change them. Only they can change themselves with the, with the grace of God. 
This acceptance, though, doesn't mean giving up or having a complacency to change and grow. It's more about accepting the fullness of the self, you know, and watching all the dinner guests hold hands as one. What I'm talking about is like we have so many parts to ourselves that you want them to come and have a party and accept each other. And I think peacemaking is like inviting what's what was once thought of a, as a leprous part of yourself to come and sit at the table and be accepted. And for me, it might mean the sentence that I've written. Come in depression, sit at my table next to my egg allergy, I can't eat eggs, uh, my asthma and my hay fever. Uh, it's a full table. With, um, over there, you've got the ability to write over there, you've got the ability to make a really mean Thai beef curry. And another thing is, uh, over there, I've got ability to know how to prune roses. And, you know, the table is full of guests getting to know each other and learning how to sing the same tune, isn't it? And I wonder what your dinner guests are like. Who, who, who are the different parts of you? Uh, Mr. Bipolar? What about Susan Schizophrenia? Uh, Anxious Annie? Worried Walter? And there's bulimic Beatrice and addict Andrew. Perfectionist Priscilla and sloppy Sam. They're all at the table. And as we name the parts, we begin to see our parts as simply parts. You may have depression, but you're not depression. You may have addiction, have an addiction, but you are not an addiction. Look, one of the saddest things I remember hearing from a lady was these words, I'm a schizophrenic. And I said, no, you're not a schizophrenic. You have an illness called schizophrenia. And there is a difference. And then we went on to talk about all the different parts that made her up, such as she was a, a wife, a sister, um, a friend, um, someone who liked baking cakes, all these different parts. And once she realized that, that she wasn't a schizophrenic, she had schizophrenia and that was part of her whole but not the complete whole i remember talking to someone else and i wrote up on the whiteboard these words will you still love me if you truly get to know me and that was the fear of someone whom i was supporting they worried that i would reject them if they genuinely opened the doors and i was to know all the different parts all the mess in their lives the history of abuse and pain uh, the failures and fractures. You see, they were sick to the heart with comparisonitis. They were comparing what they knew about themselves with what they thought they knew about me. And But they didn't know the dark rooms of my soul. And as we inched our way into open acceptance, they discovered that beauty and purpose sat at the table just as much as memories and shame. And interestingly, as we focused on their beauty, that internal gloriousness to themselves. Uh, the voices of self-loathing began to lose the power they had. Uh, instead, there was a peacemaking dance going on. In essence, they were saying somewhere deep in the soul these words. You can sit at my table, childhood trauma, but you're not going to dominate the discussion. <laughs> Rick Hansen describes acceptance this way. If we don't accept what's true about ourselves, we won't see it clearly. And if we don't see it clearly, we'll be less able to deal with it. 
The whole self is like a big house, and not accepting all of who you are is like closing some of its rooms up. Uh-oh, can't look vulnerable. Better shut that door. Asking for love? Made me look like a fool. Never again. With that, lock it up. I make mistakes when I get excited. So that's it with passion. Throw away the key. What would it be like to open all the doors inside yourself? You can still keep an eye on what lies inside the various rooms and decide what you act upon and sh or show up, show it to the world. Accepting what's inside yourself gives you more influence over it, not less. Rick Hansen. As you begin to make peace and form a unity of the self, there comes an almost supernatural openness to share with others this new self. You have an inner beauty that needs to be shown. You really do. Uh, you are like a reflector of God's beauty, an image bearer of your beautiful creator, a child of God. And all that beauty needs an outlet. You have a newness about yourself that must leave a mark on this world. You are a child who leaves God-shaped footprints wherever it goes. People see you and know something of the nature of what God is like. The childlike step out of the childlike steps become a toddle, then a walk, and then a dance. Peacemaking is a generous journey of friends coalescing along the way. Wow, I read that. <laughs> All right, here's some quotes. I like this, Dr. Seuss. Today you are you, that is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. Dr. Seuss. Acceptance is not our mode nearly as much as aggression, resistance, fight or flight. None of them achieve the deep, lasting results of true acceptance and peaceful surrender. Richard Raw. Richard says, you cannot heal what you do not first acknowledge. Acceptance doesn't mean complacency or giving up. We can accept something while at the same time trying to make it better. Rick Hansen. Before you speak of peace, you must first have it in your heart. St. Francis of Assisi. God grant me the serenity to, change, to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Reinhold Neuber. Questions. Where does comparisonitis show itself in your life? Where do you compare yourself to others? What pressure do you feel to be like others? And are you comfortable with you? I am... Um, Interesting blog post I wrote there. <laughs> I'll read it again. Uh, would you like to email me? Email me at barry at turningthepage.co.nz Just love to hear from you. I truly love to hear from my readers and my watchers, my listeners, and uh, form some sort of uh, connection. And just a big thank you to those people who regularly give a little bit to supporting Turning the Page. If you want to be part of that group, it's turningthepage.co.nz forward slash give. Okay, you have a good week. And learn to be at peace with yourself. Okay, bye.